We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. Welcome back to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Friday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, and as a feature right on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. Benny, welcome to another happy sunny day in the DFS industry. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of happy joy, joy feelings going around. Yeah, lately. I tell you what, it's all kumbaya and hugs all over the place. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves each other, and they love talking about DFS. They love keeping focused on what's really important in the industry. You know what it is? Whether or not you should be playing your um, Oklahoma City Thunder against the Lakers. Which I don't know if you're worried about the blowout or not. You're trying to figure it out. That's what everybody else is talking about on Twitter. For me. That's it. Well, and, and we will get to that in a little bit because I do have some thoughts on it. All right. Well, I just wanted to give you a little tease there as well, you know, because like Twitter is a buzz. There's all, all kinds of, you know, rainbows and sunshine and trying to figure out what's really important. And we're here to tell you 
it may be Oklahoma City Lakers. So we'll break it all down here on the show. Uh, but before we do that, we've got to let you know that the Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher for your downloading convenience. So don't forget to review, uh, rate, subscribe, give us five stars, give us four stars. Um, if you give us three stars, maybe you should think twice about that. Just, just, <laughs> just saying. But we do appreciate you leaving a review, and um, hopefully it's a positive one. All right, uh, let's talk about the slate here. Ten games on tap here, 20 teams in action, some juicy matchups here. Benny, we'll start like we always do at the point guard position with your top options for cash and GPPs. Yeah, point guard today, there's a lot of guys to consider. So let me just kind of go through. I'm going to go through the list of some guys quickly and just give you uh, you know, some thoughts on it. Um, you got Westbrook against the Lakers, which, you know, as you teased a little bit earlier, the big concern here is the blowout. They did play, I think, about two weeks ago. And Westbrook only played 29 minutes in that game because, surprise, surprise, they were blowing out the Lakers. So there is a little bit of concern with paying up for him. Definitely wouldn't do it in cash. You know, obviously, he's a guy that can always put up 50 or 60 or 70 fantasy points in a good matchup like this against the Lakers. So for a tournament, I think that he's worth a flyer, but I don't think he's towards the top end of guys that I'm going to be looking at here. Uh, Steph Curry still banged up, even though it's a good matchup with Portland. I can't expect him to do what we expect him to do, and his price is up there. So you really can't, you know, take him. So to me, the top two options are pretty much out. Um, Then you get down to that next tier where you got, like, John Wall, Kyle Lowry, and Damian Lillard. Um, Lillard played 40 minutes, basically, in the last two games since coming back from injury. So I think he's all the way back. Uh, don't really love the matchup with Golden State, but again, you got a banged up Steph Curry, and Lillard's usage rate is off the charts. He put up 40-something points in the last game, so I don't usually like taking guys against Golden State, but you know, with Curry not being 100%, I think that he's at least a, a GPP option to consider. The big one for me is you got Wall going up against Lowry, so what I did was look at you know, the recent games that they played. And these two teams actually played last week. Wall put up 55 fantasy points, had a really good game. Lowry only put up 30 fantasy points and did not have a good game. This one's in Washington. Um, Again, we know Wall's usage rate and his shots and his points and everything are up now because Beal is out and they're playing a little bit shorthanded. I like Toronto to win this game, but I think I like Wall a little more than I like Lowry if I'm paying up at top. So Wall is probably the one guy I would be willing to pay up for on this slate. And then you look down to that next tier, you got guys like Brandon Knight with no Bledsoe. His production has been up. Um, I'm not looking at Rubio at all against Cleveland. Michael Carter-Williams against uh, Dallas. Carter-Williams has been really good. I know you talked about him last week, Mm -hmm. and I kind of hadn't been looking his way, but his minutes are up, his production's up. You know, he's another guy that I think you can really look at in that range. And then, you know, Connolly banged up, so I'm not looking at him. But Kyrie Irving has been absolutely amazing in his last two games. I think he put up 7x value in the last two games that he's played. Um, I do like the matchup against Minnesota here. You know, Minnesota plays at a little bit of a faster pace, although people think of them as a fast-paced team, but they're not as high a pace as they had been in years past. Um, But they still play a little bit more towards, you know, towards the high-end side. It's still a tick up for them. So I really like Kyrie Irving here, too. I think he's just a little bit too cheap for the production he's been giving you lately. Yeah, so for the for the top end, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, I love Kyrie Irving right now. Back-to-back games where he puts up uh, 45 fantasy points or more on DraftKings and 7x. Uh, so super cheap. Don't expect it to last because, um, you know, everybody knows what to deal with this. We're talking about, um, you know, an all-star caliber player here. And, you know, take advantage while the, while the, the, the um, price is still reduced. 
Um, I want to mention your boy here, Jameer Nelson, there as well. If, if it's going to be um, not Mike Conley and Mario Chalmers' defense, I'll be definitely be interested here as well. I'm not scared too much about the down game because the the production has been pretty consistent with you know 33 fancy points or more in three of the f- four games previous to the little dud that he that he ended up throwing up there. And it was just like that game was just like a weird pace down ugly game that you never see in the NBA with like 78 to 74. That's like a third quarter score, not a final in an NBA game. So um, I'm not going to be concerned about that too much. I know it is Memphis, but um, I'll throw it in there. And if it's, you know, if it's going to be Mike Conley sitting again for Mario Chalmers, you got to be in um, if he's going to get this uh, like 38 minutes like he did. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not expecting 52 fantasy points on DraftKings like he did last time, but this mm-hmm. is a guy who has been pr- been productive, and we know Memphis's problem is actually scoring the ball, and one thing that Mario Chalmers is not afraid to do is shoot the ball or score the score the ball, take the ball to the rack. So he could actually be a little bit of a of, of a ball hog at times, and that's a good thing uh, in Memphis when the guy who's, you know, everybody else is sort of, you know, they're playing team ball. Passing the ball around, looking for the best shot. Miles Chalmers ain't doing that. Miles Chalmers is looking for his shot, and that's what you need uh, in uh, your DFS lineups there as well. So I'm taking a look at that. I love your Kyrie Irving call. That I think it's a great matchup, and he's taking it personally. Did you hear the whole situation with John Wall and everything between him, him and Kyrie? No, I didn't. Okay, so yeah, basically what happened is uh, John Wall just sort of laughed and said it was a joke that Kyrie Irving was like second in the Eastern Conference in voting. Um, uh, you know, among guards or, or something like that because he basically hadn't played. And Kyrie Irving took that personal. And I don't know if he saw, he balled up Washington pretty good there. And, uh, you know, not that we you need to, to be reminded, but the handles are still ridiculous. Maybe the best in the NBA. Like, him, it, uh, to me, it's him and Steph Curry won too, and you can decide who has better handles between the two. I don't know how you can really tell because mm. it's, it's ridiculous. And, but he's crushing people off the dribble right now. And, you know, so it looks completely healthy. Uh, it's got, you know, like a great couple game logs here as well. We've, we were looking for that uptick in minute production here, and we got it. That's the first game where he cracked 30-plus uh, minutes there. And the game before, he only played 28 minutes, but he balled up Toronto there as well. So he went on the road, took it personal, took it right to John Wall, and put up 32 and, and five rebounds with three assists. And it was, it was a great performance. I think we're, we're looking at Kyrie Irving at a high level uh, right now. So... Uh, that's sort of the um, the plays that I'm looking to take advantage of as well. Um, want to quickly note too here is that um, as we discussed earlier in the week, uh, Victor Lolodipo got the start at the point guard position. He's not eligible at point guard, um, but you know the guy that he's going to be taking advantage of is really struggling at the point guard position. I know we don't normally talk about fades, we talk about picks here, but um, you know Shane Larkin. I understand he paid off like like a good return, but that line is still ugly and he's still struggling. Um, at the point guard position. I don't think I'll be playing Shane Larkin uh, until I see a, little, a few more consistent games there as well, but I do like to target um, or fade against him or you know go in the opposite direction with Victor Oladipo. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I actually have Oladipo down here as you know one of the guard. guys I'm going to talk about. Yeah, he's, he's one of the guys that's pretty high up on my shooting guard list that I like here today. Um, like you said, I mean, Peyton's been banged up and he hasn't been playing well. I think the coach actually said that even if Peyton was playing the last game that Oladipo started, mm-hmm. Oladipo would have started at the point anyway because I think they're just ready to try something else or, you know, shake up the lineup a little bit. So I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm off Peyton completely between the injury and the, you know, the lack of production. And, and I, you know, used Depot last night and have him as a guy. 
that would be a good segue for us as we move on to shooting guards right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. Just go ahead and do my job for me there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you did throw it over to me on shooting guards, so I figured, um, yeah, I mean, Depot is, is one of the cheaper options. He's below 6K, or he was last game. I assume he's probably going to be around the same thing, uh, you know, for this one. And with him playing the point over there and playing more minutes, you know, he put up 35 or more fantasy points in three of the last four games. And, I mean, he's been playing big minutes, too, like 36 minutes a game on average. Um, the Cleveland game where they got blown out was the only game he didn't play a lot. But, again, it was a blowout, so you can kind of excuse him. You know, when he's seen 34, 33, 35 minutes, he's been putting up 35-plus fantasy points. So, you know, below 6K, you got to like that. That's six times value right there. Um, there's some other guys down there, too, that I think we can look at. Uh, Tyreek Evans has been putting up some some decent numbers, like about 40 points a game over his last couple. Um, so I think he's one of the guys you got to watch. Indiana has a stigma of being like a good defensive team. But since they've gone to, you know, Paul George at the four and with the smaller lineup, they've been playing faster. And, you know, guys have been doing better fantasy-wise against them. So they're still a good defensive team. I don't want to say that they're not. But because of the pace, it's kind of like the Rockets when we talk about like Beverly and Ariza. You know, even though they're good defenders, the pace that they play at still allows guys to put up good fantasy scores against them. Um, so I do think Tyreek Evans is somebody worth looking at. Not really on DeRozan. Hopefully C.J. McCollum's coach doesn't leave him off the uh, list. Did you hear about that the other day? Yeah, that's such a crazy thing. It's like he didn't start because the coach, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, basically the coach left him off the pregame list of eligible players that I guess they have to submit, which honestly I didn't even know they had to submit something like that. Um, so he basically was perfectly fine, isn't hurt, just had to sit the game out in street clothes behind the bench and watch because the coach left them off the active list or something like that. So, you know, I, I still wouldn't use him against Golden State. I do like Clay Thompson on the other side, though. With uh, Steph Curry not 100%, you know, Clay's been putting up 5x value, 40 fantasy points in, you know, most of the recent games that they played out there. So even though I don't usually use him, I do think he's a guy that I would use. And then um, the other guy who I'm looking at mostly for tournaments because he's a little bit volatile is um, Chris Middleton because he's been playing some huge minutes lately. I think he gets a good matchup at the two guard with Dallas. You never know who's going to be playing. Wes Matthews, you know, Raymond Felton. You have no idea who's going to guard him. But Middleton's been scoring and playing a lot of minutes lately. And he's put up some like 40 fantasy point games at, uh, you know, below 7K. So he would be the only other guy that I think I'm looking at up there towards the top end. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on uh, that play there as well. Um, I still think that I mean it sounds a little bit w- weird to be on to on the, to be on this side here, um, but you know, up until the last game against Golden State, Lou Williams had been pretty consistent, and you know the price was rising, so was the level of production. So he has one blip of a bad game against you know the the single best team in the league. I'm okay going back to the well at least for GPPs. Purposes. I think the price is still uh, pretty reasonable, still under 6K, and mm-hmm. any starter that you can get under 6K um, that's going to be played in probably one of the highest-paced games uh, on the slate uh, for uh, Friday's action, I think I'm good with. Tyreek Evans is going to be definitely one of my top options. I totally agree with you there. And we mentioned Victor Depot, a uh, great spot to take advantage of. I'm with you on on Chris Middleton for GPPs uh, there as well. And I think you can take you can peek. You can take a look. And, and say, hey, Devin Booker could be a guy that you need to be interested in here as well. Mm-hmm. The price is still super cheap, down the low 4K range, paid off um, over eight and a half times his price tag in two of the past three games. Uh, overall, got 31 and 41 minutes in those games and got the double-double bonus 
there, which, you know, I wasn't even sure that he was capable of, you know, because he's doing it from the shooting guard position, which is pretty interesting uh, overall. But, you know, he's been shooting the three uh, fairly well, made three uh, three threes in this last game against Charlotte. They actually broke a, what, what was that, like a 10-game losing streak, something to close to that uh, against Charlotte there um, as well. So I'll, I'll be taking a look at Devin Brooker for GPPs. I think you can uh, make a case for him there. Um, level of production. I think actually, you know, when you take a look at Miami and in, in terms of how they do in defense, they're they're ranked pretty well in terms of Dwayne Wade, but I don't really necessarily think of Miami as like a lockdown defender team. I think they just play like a snail's pace. Um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the uh, pace the pace definitely affects everything. Now, you said Booker only for GPPs. Would you, would you look at him in cash? I mean, he's been pretty consistent. Um, you know, no... Well, actually, he had one game below 4.1x in his last seven since he's been getting the extra minutes and i mean he's even seeing more minutes now 39 41 you know only saw 22 but that was a blowout so you know we can understand why and then 31 minutes so he's been seeing basically like 34 minutes in his last three of his last four games that didn't turn into huge blowouts and 37 35 20 fantasy points um, you know, for 4K, that's that's kind of like cash game safe if his price doesn't jump up too much. I would be okay with it in cash. I'd probably, you know, go a couple of different directions. Um, like, you know, I, I would probably prefer to go with, like, Lou Williams, um, you know, paired down with, like, Tyreek Evans up top. But you know what? The, the, thing, the thing that we can talk about here is that Tyreek Evans, you know, taking a look at his price tag, well, we have him at 7700 which is, you know, a lot of times on a 10-game slate – we pay up for Harden at 10K at the small forward mm. position or something like that. You know, that's happens plenty of times. And then you take a look at Victor Oladipo, how far priced down that he got. Um, we're talking about 5,800. I don't think that, you know, you necessarily have to go all the way down to Devin Booker, um, you know, to take two, two solid options. Guys, Victor Oladipo has been above 6X and 3 of the past four and, you know, 34 and 40 minutes in those past two contests. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those are yeah, my, I like two, him. My, yeah, my two preferred options, and I think you're still in a reasonable price range. So I just feel like Devin Booker is a little bit more volatile um, than those two. But if you want to roll in the cash, I'm okay with it. Uh, you know, um, you could definitely make some sense. Out. I don't think it's a, it's a bad play. Uh, as I'll use how I'll use your level of analysis that you like to do to me. You're like, I don't hate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're like whenever you say it to me, I was like, oh, he doesn't really like it that much. He's just well, you know, you know what it usually is. A lot of the times is like you know, like you just said, like he's an okay option, but for me, I, it's not that much further to get up to Oladipo, so I don't know if it's worth going that. Like if I, what am I really getting with that extra? What are you saving? Fourteen hundred dollars if the prices don't move on either one of these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something huge that that fourteen hundred dollars gets me, okay, but. I just like Oladipo so much more. Like to me, he's he's probably the guy I'm going with again. Yeah, but having said that too, like you know, with you know, we we, we don't at this point in our lineup construction, the way that we go from point guard to shooting guard, I haven't determined if I like have some real hole in my lineup that I need an extra thousand dollars to fix. So mm-hmm. when you get to that point, we can address it, and then at least we know we have options to sort of pivot from um, if we need to do so. So. That's yeah. the beauty of DFS and, and, and lineup construction, the way that we handle things. Yeah, let me let me throw one more name out at you because, to me, I, I'm looking at him. It definitely wouldn't use him in cash, but I think he's GPP-friendly. Mm-hmm. What do you think of what Alan Aflalo has been doing lately? Because he oh, had a man. horrible game, but before that, he was like he, – he didn't even look like the same player. He was he was going nuts. Yeah, you know, definitely flyer territory only for me because – I mean, I know he came up with seven boards against Atlanta, but if you take a look at the game logs for the most part, he's good for something between three to five rebounds, and then you you, you have a, just as much of a chance to get three assists, and you have to get a complete donut across the board 
in the rest of the stat lines there as well. And the one thing I hate about Aflalo too is if his shot's not falling, he's not a guy that's going to be like, all right, I'm going to go hit the boards. Let me start, def- you know, passing more. You know what I mean? Like you could just see him. There's so many games where he's like two x two and put two point nine point um in eight x there where he just like completely falls off the face of the earth, but it's still playing thirty minutes. So uh, I have to be I have to be in love with the defensive matchup overall for me to be like to even say yes. I want to use him in GPPs, and San Antonio is not the spot for me uh, on Saturday. Any other time, you could have talked me into Aaron Afal because he'd been, you know, rolling a hot hand, so I could see that there. But you know, San Antonio is where like hot streaks go to die, basically right now. So mm-hmm. um, that's how I'm pr- approaching that situation here. Before we approach the small four position, we have to let you, beloved pod listeners, know that if you're not subscribing to RotoWire.com and using the projections, lineup optimizers, and up to minute depth charts. Along with all the draft kit and projection info available, it's a free 10-day trial, uh, like we always talk about here. So if you want to get involved, all you have to do is go to rotowire.com slash pod. Um, get involved in there. Sign up for your 10-day free trial. Get a- access to lineup optimizers for eight different fancy sites for all the major sports there. Uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, Fancy Aces, Draft Day, Draft Start, Fancy Score, Yahoo, and Fancy Draft. You get, we got it all covered for you here. Got some great projections. Um, I, I, um, you know, we always talk about um, price tag payoff and uh, overall value there as well. I mean, they have a, a, an actual column that you can sort by here. It means in the shooting guard position. So if we were talking about actual Thursday action, you know, we talked about uh, Lou Williams against Sacramento and Kyle Korver. Those are the two dollar for dollar at 4K and 5500 on FanDuel uh, that we project as you know guys that could give you 5x or close to or higher in those spots. So it's absolutely it's just calculated right there off the bat for you uh, there as well. So great stuff to take advantage of. Rotowire.com slash pod. Get your 10-day trial and let them know that Benny and Josh sent you. All right, small forward position is up. Let's talk about your top Friday options here. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to be using him, I don't think, but I just want to mention because I know people are going to ask. I mean, I know Kevin Durant's, Kevin Durant has been great lately, especially for cash. He's given you basically five to five and a half X every time he steps out. Um, I'm just a little bit weary of the blowout in L.A. So for me, he's not cash game play. Um, and if I was going to use one of the two, because you really can't fit him and Westbrook in all that often. I mean, maybe if you want to take like a, a GPP flyer with the two of them in there, hoping that Lakers game stays close, you can. But if I was going to use one of the two, I'd use Westbrook. So. I know everyone's going to ask, why no Kevin Durant? He's got a great matchup, but I just think that game's going to turn into a blowout. So for me, I'm looking at some of the cheap options because I think there's some of those mid-range guys that, you know, I really like. Uh, Danilo Gallinari playing like 35 minutes, putting up 35 fantasy points. And this is something that I think we should actually discuss because um, I I think it's happened. And I'm going to say this, and I want to get your take on it um, because I think it'll be something that'll help a lot of the listeners out there too. Now that Gallinari's back, you look at Will Barton, 25 minutes the last two games. The first game, I said, ah, maybe they're just giving him a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. But now I really think that his minutes are going to take a big hit now that Gallinari's back. And until his price comes way down, I think Gallinari's to play, and I think Barton has to be off the table. So what yeah. do you think of that? Yeah, nobody puts Barton in a corner unless your name is Mike Malone. And you want to limit his minutes after he's been your best player. And to me, he still is the best player on that team. So it's puzzling to me. It doesn't make a ton of sense. But, um, yeah, you're right. you got to have to sit Will Barton down at the shooting guard position and start making a case for for Gallinari. Um, And 
the the you, usually you'd be like oh Memphis defense here as well but it's been sort of a little bit of a different story with the the way they have the line of construction so Gallo might actually just get matched up against you know somebody like Matt Barnes or Jeff Green neither of them I'm I'm terribly worried about um, at the small forward position so I'm fine with that um, overall and I, on the flip side of that too I think what I want to do is get involved in some Kawhi Leonard here um, against uh, Aaron Aflalo too who to me isn't a, uh, a great defender. Overall, the price has been, um, you know, pretty pricey from Kawhi Leonard overall. But I think this is, you know, he's always, if you take a look at the projections, he's always in like the top three, the top five. Mm-hmm. The, the, the issue here is like you've, we've got straight up studs um, at the, you know, that small forward position. LeBron James has been on an absolute roll. Paul George has got it going. He's feeling it right now. Uh, you know, he's back up, um, you know, with, you know, he had back to back to back 30 point games. And the, the game against Orlando is the first game where he didn't score like, uh, you know, nearly 50 fancy points in three straight there. And you take a look at the matchup again as well. That's a juicy matchup against um, New Orleans, who, what is it? It's, it's, it's not going to be, who am I? It's not Eric Gordon. Who are we talking about at the, um, in terms of starting small forward here? It's somebody that, um, I, that I know that we, oh, yeah, Alonzo G. I knew it was somebody like Dante Cunningham yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be some, whoever it is, It's that's why I can't remember their name because they're not that good. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be interested in Paul George there as well. I'm, I, and I'm, I actually, you could really make a case for every single person here in the top four or five, from Giannis all the way up to Durant. Now I want to quickly ask you here: um, Durant gets gets back in the lineup, you know, after being questionable. Rolls, okay, matched up on the road at LA. Do we play Durant or do we not play Durant in the 10K range here uh, against the juicy LA Lakers? I mean, like I said, I'm worried about the blowout, and if I was going to play one of the two, it would be Westbrook in this matchup because point guard Lakers is kind of what I, you know, what I usually target if it's going to be a close game. So I think if the game stays close, it's going to be more of a Westbrook game. So if I'm paying 10k for one of them, I'm taking Westbrook over Durant. So for me, he's off the table. Um, but again, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he scores 50 fantasy points. Mm-hmm. I just he hasn't shown me the upside to make him a tournament play where he's gone for 60 or 70. You know, again, I mean, the Lakers are pretty bad, and if this game stays close, that could this could be the game. But if I was taking one of them, I'd take Westbrook. I'm not really, you know, not really looking Durant's way, which is sad to say because I played him in cash like a lot in the last week, and he's done me well. Mm-hmm. But other than cash, I don't think I would look at him. And even in cash against the Lakers, I'd be worried about the blowout. All right, so a nice pivot from that. T.J. Warren, I want to take a look at here. We're talking always yes. talking about Phoenix guys because these guys are getting a lot of run, and they were on the bench buried in the rotations here for quite some time but now Devin Booker and TJ Warren are both viable TJ Warren plays 36 minutes in two of the last three or and you know 40 minutes three games back uh, at the $4,300 price tag he went just ham with 29 and 9 and, and four steals for 54 fantasy points and he only needs you know like just around 30-ish fantasy points to give you close to 6x I mean I'm, I'm assuming the price tag probably comes up from the 4900 range the high watermark was 51, and then he he got shut out. Zero points scored in 21 minutes, and they gave us a $200 discount, which is nice um, because you know this is just probably not something that's going to happen with uh, with TJ Warren overall. So I'm going to get involved there there as well. Like we said, it is going to be a slower pace game, but you know if Phoenix turns over the ball so much, they might just force Miami to start running a little bit more here. 
um, in this matchup. At least so that's what I'm hoping for. Either way, it's a great discount um, at the small forward position, especially if you're going to you know, p- pay up in one spot and you want to get a cheaper forward um, into your chil- utility spot. I don't generally use my second forward spot um, at the small forward position. Benny, I think you agree with me there as well. Generally, we like to load up with like you know um, higher-grade power forwards. Mm-hmm. have the chance at least on DraftKings for the double double bonus usually oh, yeah. that's not your small forward position um but you know this is one spots because he's so cheap that you might be able to make an exception yeah now how do you feel because i've kind of been looking at him mirza and pj tucker um who have all been doing pretty well with the extra minutes and the extra usage with bledsoe out mm-hmm. and i'm trying to weigh the prices versus the production versus the fact that they're playing Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I agree with you. Warren's probably my favorite of them, although Mirza's been going nuts too. But, yeah. I mean, Warren's been playing like 36 to 40 minutes in right. games that they're not getting blown out by 20 to the Lakers. Yeah. Um, so I think he's my favorite. But how do you how do you look at the other two guys, like Mirza and PJ? Like, Well, you know, for me, you... I have it Warren, Mirza, PJ, one, two, three. Um, and you know because PJ Tucker out of the group here is probably the guy who take who will take the fewest amount of shots. He gets sure. it's, is getting more minutes than Teletovich, but um, you know Teletovich is the guy who's been just you know Vinnie Johnsoning the whole thing here, twenty three to twenty five minutes coming off the bench playing center, by the way, and shooting the lights out from three here. So he's hot right now for sure, and I think you definitely deserve to get him into a GPP lineup. So maybe you um, you know just create a pivot in a, in a separate GPP lineup and make sure you get some shares. Um, of him overall, but you know I can't not play the 36-minute guy over the 40, over the 23, 24-minute player um, mm-hmm. in my initial lineup, at least for GPPs. Uh, so um, that's the way I'm shaking it out. But yeah, I, I like um, that you grabbed that you picked up uh, on Teletovich and mentioned him because I sort of uh, forgot about him and I wanted to be a little bit dismissive about him um, because I knew that he was playing backup minutes behind Tyson Chandler. But if he's going to continue to come up with like you know, what are we looking at here? It's seven to nine X value. At yeah, the, the game point. log, the game logs are nice on them. Are super crazy. Yeah. But yeah. keep in mind too here, uh, he is like, um, mostly shooting, um, three point shooting dependent. I know he came back, came up here with back to back eight rebound gains, but if you take a look at the game logs well before that, I know the minutes had been pretty inconsistent there, but you know, um, overall, the the guys, you know, he's a stretch four. We know how Benny feels about stretch fours. No, I like stretch fours as long as they're not the most dominant post player in the league as well and are giving up that aspect of it. I have no problem with stretch fours. I like guys that can hit the three from the corner. I know that. I was just throwing a joke out there, okay? You, I understand the situation fully, but it's just, it's fun. You know what I mean? And um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to uh, Jayhawk Mayer to uh, by, for the uh, the tweet about uh, the, uh, your your sideline footage of you coaching and, yep. <laughs> and so I saw that you you favored that too. So you've been a good sport about it. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, we have a good thing going on with there. I'm not going to go back to the well because it's a good thing and you just don't want to. No, one Demarcus Cousins shooting three point rand a week is enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. So, we will we'll move on to the power forward position, but before we do that, I um, have to let you know that um, if you need a website, you why not do it yourself here with Wix.com. No matter what business you're in, Wix has something for you used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix makes it easy for you to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business, and I'll start to a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or a designer to create something beautiful. You could do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix empowers business owners to create their own professional website every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. 
too busy, too busy worrying about your budget, scheduling appointments, and too busy to be building a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. So go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. Something else that's going to be stunning is Benny's Power Forward picks. Can't wait to hear him. Let's talk about him. All right. Well, I actually think this is a good spot to do some comparisons because there's a couple guys that are in the same price range that are guys that you're going to, a lot of people are going to be deciding on. So let's kind of go through them based on price range. So if you decide to pay up at Power Forward, you got Anthony Davis going against Indiana, Mm -hmm. or you have Draymond Green going against Portland as the two guys that are up in that 10K range. Now remember, Draymond Green is up to like 10K now. So basically him and, and Anthony Davis are the same price. So if you're playing one of them, you know, or if you have that kind of money, that's probably going to be the decision that you have to make. So Mm -hmm. for me, I think I'm going to lean Anthony Davis against Indiana. Um, I have playing. Do you have the other side or you agree? I have the other side, yes. All right, so good. So this will be a good discussion. Here's why. um, If you look at Anthony Davis lately, he's playing over 40 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. You know, putting up like 12 to 15 rebounds. So not even just double-doubling, but like well double-doubling. Mm-hmm. You know, he's averaging over 20 points a game, and he's back to getting you two or three steals and two or three blocks. You know, if he's getting you like five blocks and steals, which is something that he's basically been averaging about four. So he's giving you an extra eight points just on that right there. I think he's the safer guy to get the 50 points because I think that this game stays closer than the other one might. I think the Portland game might turn into a little bit of a blowout against Golden State. I don't hate Draymond Green either, so you know I'm not going to be against him. But at this price, if you have to choose between them, I think you're getting a little bit of a discount on Anthony Davis, who was as high as like ten seven, maybe even $11,000 earlier in the year, if you're only paying like ten three for him like he's been the last two games, as opposed to Draymond Green, who's now up to 10100 which is probably his high price for the year. So, like I said, I'm not going to argue against anyone who wants to use Draymond, but for me, the choice and the case that I would make is that Anthony Davis probably has a better chance for an upside game and is probably safer, um, you know, with the with the way he's been playing lately. So he would be the side that I would lean to. Okay. But, you I'm, know, I'm like totally, I said, I can't completely say no to Draymond either. Yeah, I'm completely fine with either side of it, to be honest with you. But if I had to choose one, I'm going to take um, Draymond Green against Portland simply for the fact that um, you know, when, with the situation they have with Curry right now, he might be a, a little bit limited, and the injury is scary for me to use Curry. And then, if you talk about the, like the second most productive uh, player on the Golden State Warriors, it's easily Draymond Green. I know Clay Thompson has been rolling as of late, but Draymond Green has been rolling all season, and he's the only. He's actually more of a triple double threat, believe it or not, than than Steph Curry. There, I believe he leads the NBA in triple doubles with seven overall, and I love being able to earn those bonuses as well and I love targeting the the Portland front line who they still haven't figured out what they want to do they want to play Noah Vonla, Ed Davis and um, Myers Leonard all like 15 to 20 minutes which is like to me not an optimal situation overall and none of those guys are super big defensive stalwarts there as well so I'm taking Draymond Green at Portland I think that's the the worst team between the two um, you know, and, um, you know, obviously you can, you could do some things against Jordan Hill slash Paul George and, you know, Anthony Davis, we, we talked about him in the preseason as, you know, uh, MVP candidate, you know, as a guy who's, you know, should be in the mix for best player in the game, probably not in the mix right now for best player in the game, but still, you know, you're never going to be upset about rostering him overall. And the price is pretty close between the two. So we might be just split, 
talking about apples and apples um, in this spot. But for the triple-double ability and the concerns that you have about Curry, uh, that's why I feel a bit better about Draymond Green in, in the same territory as Anthony Davis. It's crazy that we're talking about Day-Day in this vein. You know, we never would have thought that he would have played himself up to this level, um, of, you know, in the preseason. So, And here he is. So Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, you know, the triple-double thing, the thing that he does that Davis doesn't do is he contributes the assists that you're not getting out of Davis. Um, but Davis is a better scorer than Draymond Green is. So that's the trade-off that you're making there. So, yes. you know, again, if you think that that Portland game is going to stay close, which is the other reason why I'm a little bit off him. Like, I'd be okay with him in GPPs, but I think that there's a bigger chance that game turns into a blowout. And, you know, we've seen him play less minutes, like the last game against the Lakers when they got blown out. Um, you know, obviously, if the game stays close, I think that, you know, he can definitely return the same value or, or maybe even better. I just think Davis is a little bit safer. I'm, so. I'm totally fine and fair. That's I think that's more than fair. Um, Thaddeus Young, to me, who is a guy that we you know we've mentioned over and over, but is still um, overrated here, has kind of popped up with some some rough games in three of the past four. Did have a good game against Boston, which is probably the toughest de- defensive matchup uh, that he's had here in the past you know week or so there. But then he comes back here today, uh, matched up against uh, Orlando. Are you in or out on Thaddeus Young here um, at power forward? Well, I'm actually out, and I'm glad you mentioned him because the second pairing I was going to ask you about that's about the same price range is him um, going up against Orlando versus Chris Bosh going up against Phoenix for only about $400, $500 more. Mm-hmm. Now, I like the pace that Phoenix plays at. I think it's going to pace up Miami a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Bosch's, Bosch's game logs, he's shown you the upside that he's able to get you. And the thing I like about him versus Thad Young is – Young's bad game is bad. Like, it's, you know, a 3 or 4x kind of game that really, really hurts you. Um, whereas even Chris Bosh's bad games lately, he's been consistently in that, like, right around the 5x range. So even if he has a quote-unquote bad game, which I don't think he will in a paced-up matchup against Phoenix, I still think that he gives you enough where, you know, it, it, it's cash game safe and, you know, he's not going to kill you in a tournament if he gives you, like, 5x. I think there's more of a chance that Thad throws up like a, <coughs> you know, like a three and a half to four X game. And if he does that, that's going to kill you in a, in the GPP. So had, <coughs> excuse me. So how do you feel about those two guys? Yeah, I think you're right. You, Chris Bosch against Phoenix is definitely the play. And if you were talking about this here over and over, it looks like we're just creating like a Miami stack against Phoenix. And we are, okay. We are exactly doing that. Uh, overall and the the nice thing about Miami and their pace which is like fairly slow uh, overall because it's got a bunch of people collecting social security on the team like Chris Bosch and uh, Dwayne Wade um, and Udonis Haslam for the, for that matter um, I believe jo- Jawan Howard is assistant coach there as well so there's a bunch of you know when we're talking about fab fivers here that's, that's pretty old uh, but what, what I want to say here is you know Phoenix is is turned into the new like we mentioned here Philadelphia like if, as long as we feel like that this is not going to be a crazy blowout game and because Miami plays at a slower pace I think there's more chance for Phoenix who is at home uh, to sort of hang in this game and this is what we want because we want to be able to play the, those guys and feel good about getting 30 plus minutes there as well so I will definitely lean uh, Bosch over Thad in that spot having said that I'm okay with Thad um, you know, as, as a GPP only, he's not has not been consistent enough for me to use him in cash. 
Um, but I would probably, you know, go Bosch first and then use that at Young if I had to slide down and, and save some cash. Another guy that I'm interested in in terms of cash games, we've been talking about GPPs here, is Dirk Nowitzki. Um, people who uh, who are paying attention should know that he only missed Wednesday because it was a back-to-get back game because of rest. He's fine, and he should be back in action for Friday here. Good matchup against Milwaukee overall, who has, you know, Jabari Parker starting at the four, um, who, you know, really isn't a four overall, but it, it doesn't matter. Uh, the Milwaukee comes in six worst uh, in the MVP, yeah, sorry, NBA in terms of DVP uh, at the power forward position. You take a look at the game logs from Dirk Nowitzki as well that are pretty good overall. Has paid off five and a half times his price tag in three of the past four contests. Super consistent, getting into that 35 uh, you know, point range, and the defensive matchup is good, and he has some extra rest there as well. So that's um, where I'm going in that matchup. And that's, to me, where I'm going to draw the line, too. I mean, we tried to make a case for a bunch of secondary options, the guys in the second tier. I'll just be honest with you. I hate them all. Yeah. You know, I, was just like, I, I was actually going to ask you that same thing, if you had any cheap options. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the viable guys to me, if you guys really want to take the chance, is like, you know, a Larry Nance, because he's getting the minutes. Not that I, I really love him. I mean, you guys have heard me talk about him before. I don't understand why, but... Mm-hmm. As long as he's getting the minutes over Julius Randle, yeah. um, you know, I think he's viable at that price. You know, Ed Davis, I agree with what you were saying before. They're giving all these big guys like 20, 25 minutes a game. So it's really tough to like any of them, even though Davis has some nice games in his recent game log. It's not like I can trust him there. I don't think that's like a, yeah, you know, a slam dunk. So there really is very little down there at all that. I have any faith in. So I agree with you. I think you got to pay up at least to the mid-range or not higher at the uh, power forward position today. Yeah, I, I would actually be okay with, like, Ed Davis if it wasn't Golden State that we had to take a flyer on him against, you know. He has does have, you know, a couple good game logs here in 2 out of 3, but doesn't, you know, I mean, before that, he was, like, more than untrustworthy. So you really are sort of taking a leap of faith if you decide to go down into that level. And we've got so many good options that we can talk about at small forward. I don't think you really need to mess around at the power forward. At least, I, I, you know, I think you can get invested in Dirk Nowitzki, Chris Bosh on up and feel much better about your lineup construction overall. All right, time to put a bow on the show here with the center position here. Benny, let's talk to the top options in the pivot. Yeah, the guy who I've been drawn to after looking at game logs um, is actually Brooke Lopez. And we know that with Jared Jack out, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a mess over there in New Jersey right now. But if you look, I think it was last week. Um, hold on, let me call up the game lock here. Yeah, four games back. So uh, December 30th, these two teams met up, and Brooke Lopez put up a huge game against uh, Vucevic. He had 24 points, 15 rebounds, two assists, um, three steals, five blocks, 62 fantasy points against Orlando for almost 9x value the last time they played. So. While I was looking through game logs, he was the guy that kind of stood out to me first um, up at the top. He is probably going to be expensive. His price has come up. You're paying probably almost eight grand for him right now. But again, 62 fantasy points at eight grand is still like seven and a half X. So to me, I think Brooke Lopez is worth paying up for here um, at the center position in this matchup against Orlando. What do you think? Yeah, I'm agree with you there as well. That's a that's a very good spot. Um, for for Brook Lopez too, and I actually has one of the top projections on the board 
uh, there as well. You take a look at the price tag payoff, 6.4. A little bit of a blip against Boston, but we know Boston's a good defensive team where he only scored 27 fancy points. And 7.2, 8.8, 6.8, and 6.2. And then, you know, um, a little bit of a down game, but not terrible. Uh, You know, 29.5 fancy points against Dallas. And then pays off 7.3 and 7.1. So it's like the most super consistent option um, in that mix there. And we take Jared Jack out of that lineup. He's a... offensive output and his usage rate probably goes up even higher so uh, for in the projection system that we're taking a look at here uh, there as well has the highest usage rate out of any center on the slate today so I'm going to be definitely um, sort of looking to get invested in and taking involved. And if we're going to mention Miami stack, we might as well just go full on stack here with Hassan Whiteside. I know that um, he had you know only played 28 minutes and wasn't super productive against the, the Knicks, which was supposed to be a, a fairly good matchup uh, overall. But I'm willing to go back to the well one more time because Phoenix is in an absolute mess at the center position. If they're going to start giving Toledovic like more run over Tyson Chandler, I'm going to you know love. Son Whiteside to just hold like a Dikembe Mutombo um, finger wag party uh, against the Phoenix Suns there as well. So I will take a chance on there. It is fairly expensive, and you probably should get limited to GPPs. But you know, before that, he he before those two games where he had the injury, and then the, that you know small level of production against the Knicks. You know, he came up with six blocks against Washington, and then put up 25 and 19 against Dallas. As well, that's sort of the, the the thing that we're looking for here as well. And then 18 and 11 with five blocks against Brooklyn too. So this is a guy who could really make a big impact against teams who are who are um, not quality scoring teams, and that's Phoenix for sure. So I'm definitely for GPPs. I love Hassan Whiteside um, back in the mix, and I think there's going to be some under ownership because of what's happened the, the past two games uh, there as well. Um, now I'm, I'm willing to go back to the well one more time too on Zaza as well as my most consistent cash game option. So we've talked about what we can do in terms of GPPs. Zaza's another guy who um, got rested on back-to-back games on the 6th, but before that, on DraftKings, paid off a minimum of six times the price tag, up to 6.5. Came up with, like, what, oh, four straight, three straight games of thirty exactly the same fantasy point, 36.25 um, in those in those um, matchups there. Are you in on Zaza for cash? Yeah, you know I love Zaza. I mean, I, I talk about him all the time, and I play him a lot, too. I just think he's too cheap. He's under 6K for a starting center who's basically getting you a double-double just about every game. I mean, you look at his game logs, you know, five of the last six games he's scored double-digit points, four of those six. he's had. He hasn't had less than eight rebounds in any of those games. Adds in an assist or two, a steal or two, a block or two as well. Um, if his price stays at that 6K or below range, I definitely would be an out of this one. Yeah, I agree with you 110%. All right, any other uh, centers that we need to quickly mention before we run out of here? Yeah, the only other guy I wanted to throw out there to you is I don't usually play a lot of guys against Cleveland, but how do you feel about Carl Anthony Towns? Because he's been playing pretty well lately, Um, although he's more of a tournament play for me because I do think he has upside, but I think he's a little bit too volatile for me to use in cash, but he's somebody else that I kind of had my eye on. Yeah, I'm normally interested in... uh... Them uh, uh, overall, but the center position is one that has been defended pretty well, actually better than almost any other team. The center, um, in terms of uh, Cleveland's defense uh, among centers, and I think it actually gets a, an uptick with Tristan Thompson over Moskov, who is now the starting center overall. So I'd probably fade um, in that spot. I mean, and. Uh, you know, it is at home, and Carl Anthony Towns is supposed to be. I mean, we have like a top, what seven ish projection arc for Carl Anthony Towns, and he's definitely going to come cheaper. 
uh, to you than you know guys like Whiteside or, or Brook Lopez that we mentioned there as well. But I think I'm just in between the two uh, uh, with that spot because he is you know in the low 7K range. If you were talking about something in the 6 6 k range, I'd be a bit more interested there as well. <laughs> um, but I would rather just go all the way down to Zaza and um, feel more comfortable about the price tag payoff. And you know he doesn't have the GPP upside of um, Carl Anthony Towns, but he's under 6K or at the 6K range there as well, which is a nice, you know, $1,200-ish savings. Um, and then you don't have to deal with the defensive issues that he that Towns is going to have against Cleveland. So mm-hmm. uh, that's my basic take on the whole thing. I think that you might want to get involved in Enos Cantor, too. It's just like a GPP swerve uh, there as well because the game logs have been not great overall, but after, you know, that four or five game stretch where he just went ham off the bench there as well. And think about the the last time he played L.A., 34 fantasy points in 21 minutes, good for 8x plus. Um, yeah. in that matchup there as well. So, and then he's back up against LA again. So I'd probably go those two different directions rather than going up to the middle and paying for Kyle Anthony Towns. Yeah, I could agree with that. All right, fair enough. That is going to wrap it up for the RotoWire DFS podcast for Friday. Thanks to everybody for listening. Don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. And don't forget to check out me on Twitter as well at JoshHayesFS. We'll be back tomorrow with the Saturday edition of this very show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done